25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 wide sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Hour two, let's go. Off and running on a Reaction Monday. The Divinity Equipment phone line is loaded up, as is the text line at 885-ESPN. And all over Twitter, there's interesting stuff. You know, the coaching carousel is about to get started. Florida State fired Willie Taggart into his second year. He didn't make it two full years. They had to, you know, go to their alumni base, their boosters, turn over the couch and, and you know sofa cushions and shake all the change out, come up with $20 million to pay him off. The guy coached 21 games and is pocketing 23 or something million dollars to uh, get the heck out of there. How about that? Not a bad gig for him. And Florida State moving on, and Dennis Dodd of CBS is tweeting that Lane Kiffin has expressed his interest in the FSU job. How about that? Hey, here's the thing about that, though. He tweeted the word sources and then colon. My question is, why do you have to tweet sources, colon? Lane Kiffin has expressed interest in the FSU job. Why can't anybody, even media, just say, just tweet it, just say, Lane Kiffin has expressed interest in the FSU job. Why you got to put sources on there? Doesn't that go without saying? Isn't that a wasted word? Doesn't anyone reading that on Twitter who cares know that it must be coming from sources? Why are we tweeting the word sources, colon, and then our news? <laughs> Just put the news on there. Lane Kiffin has expressed interest in the job. Don't tell me so. I know you got sources, obviously. Just tweet it. And then breaking news in capital letters, followed by dot, 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 whatever the news is. Just tweet the news. I can decide if it's breaking or not. That's just one of the many questions I have <laughs> about, about many, many things. Before I come to the uh, phone call, I do have to bring this up real quick. And by the way, um, Let's see. Have we started tweeting? No, let's see. We're, we're streaming live on Facebook, and I just started the stream here on Periscope. So welcome, everybody, in if you're watching, and I'll try to get to your comments. Now, I was going to bring this up because I did mention it in the first hour of the show. In case you were miss, uh, you, you missed this after the Ole Miss-Auburn game, I almost said in case you were missing. We don't want anybody to be missing. In case you missed it after the Ole Miss-Auburn game, Auburn players a little upset with their fans. Um, there is a publication out here. It's OA Now 
Opelika.com. And I think it stands for Opelika Auburn. It's in that area. It's the publication, the newspaper, and the website right there in the Opelika slash Auburn area. And their beat reporter, Justin Lee, the Opelika Auburn News, kind of a big deal. It's a local guy. Put an article out there today that's titled Against the World. Auburn faces rivalry row bent on proving the doubters wrong. That's because they have Georgia and then Alabama coming up this month, rivalry row. And then he cites all this stuff from Auburn players. Running back Sean Shivers looked at the crowd at Jordan-Hare, wondered what happened to the so-called family at Auburn. Auburn players have heard the venom outside the locker room for too long. Saturday night and Sunday, they decided it was finally time to speak up and make their own voices heard, the article says. Quote, come on, Auburn family, we got to do better than this. Auburn middle linebacker K.J. Britt typed into the glow of his phone and fired off into Twitter Saturday night. He's disappointed in a fan base that is suddenly fractured. Senior safety and fellow team leader Jeremiah Denson called out the energy in Jordan Hare on Saturday, labeled it with a thumbs-down emoji. (laughs) Their defense had just made the game-saving stop to beat Ole Miss in the final minute. Most of the student section was empty by then. After many of the players' classmates decided to escape the cold on a November night, rather than support the team picking up its seventh win, Shivers found a photo of the empty stadium Sunday and tweeted it uh, tweeted it with the message, what happened to being a family? <laughs> Kenny Britt made himself clear later Saturday night, quote, we need our fans on our side, starting to wonder what Auburn fans are cheering for now. Let's see, outspoken defensive lineman Cornus Miller lashed out in a post responding to the photo of the empty student section and the word going around that the students left when they got cold. Quote, I hope it freezes for these last three games. <laughs> they got cold, went home, man. And you lost to LSU. You had two losses. You're out of the SEC West mix. and They're mad at you. And now the players are like, where's our family? Family. Listen, man, let me tell you something. This whole meshing of big-time sports and social media and fan base. Those three things. Big-time sports, players, coaches, social media, and fans. And we meld them all together and we talk about family. We need to talk about that coming up. First, though, Jeff has been hanging on the Divinity Equipment phone for a long time, and I appreciate that. Jeff, how are you, sir? Doing well, man. Hey, you were talking about that Dennis Dodd when he uh, said about Lane Kippen, you know, said that he's interested in the Florida State job, and, you know, they put at the end like sources, dot, dot. Right. I think I think that's kind of similar, like, if you went to your wife and said, honey, I think you're gaining some weight, sources, dot, dot. <laughs> honey? That way you're not attributed to you. <laughs> uh, hey, yeah. You're attributed to somebody else. Yeah, you know, your wife says, hey, does this, does this, does this outfit make my butt look big? And you respond yeah. with, well, my sources are saying. 
that's right. That's right. That, that source is the best thing you can say when things like that hit. Maybe Dennis Dodd's doing the same thing at home. Hey, and let's just hey, before gotta, you, hey Jeff, before you get going, let's set yeah. the record straight on yeah. something. For any, do you mind yeah. me asking how old you are? No, I'm 52. You're 52. I'm 10 years younger, so we're in the same boat. Okay, we're experienced uh-huh. husbands, and let me just say for any young men, Beaver, listen to this. Listen up, Beaver. Any newlyweds, any young men, listen. If at any point in time your wife, your girlfriend, says to you, does this make me look fat? Does this make my butt look big? Do not answer that question. You leave the room. You hightail it out of there. Even if you have to make something up, pretend that you left something on the car running. Pretend... Oh shoot! I for and run out of there. Make it up. Don't. There is no right answer. There's no you way to answer right, it. Brother. There's no right answer. Don't get into it. Don't get into that. No. Just let it. Just let it lie. Let that dead dog lie. <laughs> All right. You go know, ahead, Jeff. What were you going to ask? Yeah, we, we had a we had a lunch today, and one of the guys was talking about. It. He said, "You know who Ole Miss plays next week? Not this weekend, but next weekend." I said, "No." And he said, "LSU." He said, "That's the same time we play." Alabama. He says, I hope LSU beats the tar out of Alabama when they roll in here. They're all beat up, and we could jump on them. And I said, well, brother, I think you got that right opposite. Mm -hmm. I said, you better hope Alabama wins. Better hope they're all over Georgia. Are we having one of those tests, Beaver? Is that what that is? Yeah, a test exclusive to Jeff's phone. I'm, I've never heard <laughs> oh, that noise oh. before. I hadn't either, so that was only coming in on his phone. Yeah, because when I potted the phone down, the noise disappeared. Went away. It sure did. It's like it was in the phone line. That's weird. It sounded like one of those emergency, you know, the, a test of the emergency broadcast yeah. system. Yeah, you know? it did. Hey, Jeff, if you're listening on the radio, call us back and see. You know, it might have just been some type of warning coming over his phone or whatever. But call us back because I'm interested. What he because I, I kind of got lost. I couldn't tell if Jeff was saying that as a was he talking to an Ole Miss fan or a State fan? Because see, that's it. Alabama LSU play this week. Huge game. Obviously, somebody even said, "Okay, it's number one versus number two. Well, somebody with the SEC retweeted it and said, "Actually, it's number one versus number one." And <laughs> depending on which poll you look at, but. Both State and Ole Miss are going to face them the following week after the game. State's got an open date coming up here with, uh, you know, leading into this, this week. Is Ole Miss off this week? I know we're, we're about to get Jeff back. Is Ole Miss off this week? i got to look at the future scheduling and, and make sure I'm familiar. Regardless, though, yeah, I mean, I think what you want coming out of that game, if you're State, if you're Mississippi State, you want Alabama to have an easy time with LSU and to come into Starkville looking ahead, man, looking ahead. <laughs> we are big, bad Alabama. We just made short work of LSU. We're going to have no trouble with Mississippi State on the road because then they'd be ripe for the picking. That's what you want. If you're Ole Miss, Ole Miss plays New Mexico State this week. Going to beat them like a drum. New Mexico State is 0-8 on the year, and Ole Miss is going to host them. And if you're Ole Miss, what you want, you want LSU to go into Tuscaloosa and win. 
and come out of there number one and just cruising, man. We just passed the final test so that maybe they would be due for a trap. Jeff's back on the phone. Jeff, is that what you were saying? Run that scenario by me again so that I know kind of what you were saying. Like you were talking to somebody that describing the scenario you want to happen in the LSU versus Alabama game. Beaver, do we have Jeff back? We do. All right, let's see what he says. Hey, Jeff, you got me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Got so, you now. All right, I don't yeah, know what happened. Guys, it was two state guys, and he was talking about, I hope that, uh, you know, LSU beats the tar out of Alabama, and they roll in here all beat up and everything, and I told him just like what you just alluded to. Yeah. No, you want Alabama to have a big time with LSU and coming here overconfident. Right. And the same thing happened down there with the Rebs. But then I told him, I said, you know, the Rebs are going to be, you know, five losses and, I mean, six or seven losses when they roll in there. They can't go to a bowl. I said, that would just fit them to a T to keep us from going for a bowl. Oh, absolutely. And I dread that game more than anything with having to beat them just to go to a bowl game. That is going to be pressure-packed, brother. No doubt. And, and look, I like the pressure myself. I, I want it that way. I want something to make the games pressure-packed at the end of the year. The thing that we don't want, Jeff, is I don't want a four-win team versus a three-win team in a dang egg bowl. I mean, that stinks, right? Because there's nothing to play for other than the bragging rights idea. And that doesn't appeal to me. I don't yeah. care one way about that. So, so I have, I have heard from some Ole Miss guys at the office that said we're going to be pulling for state at that game regardless of what Ole Miss does because we want Luke fired. So some of those Miss fans are going to be pulling for state. So <laughs> you got that. Yeah, I guess so. There's always those guys, right? Let's see. Yeah, so Ole Miss, thanks for the call, Jeff. Ole Miss sitting there at 3-6. and six. Uh, They would have to win out. They'd have to beat, which they will, New Mexico State this week. Then they would have to beat LSU at home. Then they would have to beat State uh, on the road uh, to get to a bowl. Yeah. And, and think about that. If you're the road team in the Egg Bowl, is there more pressure on you you play better or worse if you need that win for bowl eligibility, bowl eligibility for your sixth win, or if you can't get bowl eligibility and you just need to keep the other team out <laughs> and it's your last game. That's always interesting. It's like the road team has had a little bit of an upper hand in this whole thing, uh, in this egg bowl thing over the years, especially recently. Road teams have played pretty well. LSU-Alabama, I see it as an advantage, Alabama. Of course, the game, obviously, it's in Tuscaloosa. I know that I know Vegas, you know, Alabama. I don't know that there's any major difference between those two teams, to be honest with you. And you saw, I don't know, maybe you didn't, there's news today that um, one of LSU's linebackers, kid that's really played well for them, Michael Divinity Jr., big name for them, one of LSU's linebackers is, as of today, no longer on the team. Figure that one out. That's huge. I don't know what happened, but that's huge news potentially for this ball game. Even bigger is just how healthy and ready to go is Tua Tonga-Valoa in this game. You know, is he fully 100% ready to go and ready to play for Alabama in the game? If he is, it just totally puts a new paint job on the whole thing. Can Alabama beat LSU with Mac Jones a backup? Yeah. They can. 
I have a feeling. I know LSU's receivers are fantastic. You know, especially with Joe Burrow back there calling the shots. And look, LSU and now and is going to go up and down the field. Some in Alabama defense, they they are. I just feel like those receivers for Alabama will probably be the difference in the game somehow. They all make a difference in their special team stuff, waddling those guys, their yards after the catch. I think maybe the difference when it's all said is in a shootout, it's Alabama's receivers. They put it at a seven-point game. Alabama's at home. It's just an advantage of them at home making one more play than LSU. And, you know, I wonder, too, do you all agree with this? There has to be some inherent advantage for Alabama with their head coach. I admire as much as anybody the job that Ed Orgeron has done with all the noise about him when he was hired and all that negative stuff, and he's just fought right through it, and look what he has now, the number one team in the country and the best offense and maybe the first quarterback taken and all this stuff, I get it. But still, let's just look at it. I mean, this is Nick Saban versus Ed Orgeron, both in preparation and on game day. Which one are you going to trust the most? Exactly. <laughs> So I just see Alabama winning the game, and I still think either one of those teams are good enough teams to win the win a national championship this year. Either one of them. This is just one where I think you know you see advantage Alabama. Could be wrong. I won't even be all that upset if I am wrong. Don't care one way or the other. But we'll see. Yeah, TSA, the check-in people at the airport, they took my Leatherman tool, and Bulldog Blitz says they were just afraid you were going to carve up the D. Carve up the defense. And then the boom, boom. Bulldog Barney says, according to SB Nation, eight coaches besides Shiano for Rutgers, not one of the eight mentioned was Moorhead. They were all connected to NFL teams or high school teams. Somebody on Facebook told me a bit ago on the stream that they read something where as soon as the Rutgers job came open, Shiano, who works for the Patriots now, filled out all the proper paperwork that would make him available for the Rutgers job. So, I mean, it's what they've been going – they were going to do this the whole time. And uh, pretty much everyone knew that. Jonathan says, how many of the football players took the time to watch their, quote, family at the volleyball court or the softball field? Oh, hush, Jonathan says. Hashtag. Family my butt. <laughs> oh, boy. And Bill, he had two things from Bill on the text line. He said, we also discussed at length the fact that Beaver needs to have his own show. What do you think, Matt? Well, I disagree just because I think Chris really needs Beaver. And I like Chris. I want Chris to continue in his media and radio career. And I'm not sure that he could without Beaver. And if Beaver got his own show, that'd be the end of that. And it might be the end of Chris on the radio. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't say it all with a straight face. I'm just kidding. I think Beaver would do great on his own show. No question. Bill says, well, I don't get it. I'm trying to read through that last text, and I just don't get it, so I'm going to move on. I, I don't get it. Like I don't know if the words are all jumbled up or something. But Hey, uh, one last thing on Auburn. Did you see this news from yesterday? The Cleveland Browns lost to the Broncos. 
Jermaine Whitehead plays safety for the Cleveland Browns. Jermaine Whitehead is a Mississippi native who signed with Auburn, played at Auburn in college. After the game, Jermaine Whitehead tweeted at a couple of people, fans who were tweeting him during the game and stuff. So after the game, he's responding to them on Twitter, including this guy named Dustin Fox, who's like a radio guy in Cleveland. A, threatened uh, them, asked them if they wanted to fight. B, sent, tweeted his address and said, meet me there. C, used profanity. D, he called one guy on here a cracker. And that's that word that, you know, we joked about it because it was in that sound clip um, from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? We ain't one at a time in here. We're mass communicating. Oh, yes. That's a powerful new force. Mm-hmm. Shake your leg, Junior. Uh, that's not it. It's this one. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. <laughs> oh, Pappy L. down. But he used that, that word and... Then, here's the thing, though. He basically intimated he would shoot him. He, he basically, like, intimated like he would shoot at this person on Twitter. Like, he's coming over there going to shoot at him. <laughs> and guess what? Today, the Cleveland Browns waived safety Jermaine Whitehead. See ya! So he is no longer a member of their football team. Like, I don't care what the situation is. You can't get on Twitter after a game, send out your address, say, meet me here, and then threaten to shoot people. You just can't do it. Whew. Big game tonight on Monday Night Football. Let's talk about it next. Cowboys and Giants. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show, live in the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team, Farm Bureau Insurance, Uh, your hometown agents, hometown heroes, go with the home team, that's what I mean, they are your hometown heroes, Uh, in my hometown of Tupelo, they have a billboard out there in East Tupelo, like if you're headed out to the Elvis Presley birthplace, and it's uh, got all of the Lee County Farm Bureau insurance agents on it in one picture. But it's not just their head. They're all like standing there, you know, just kind of in a picture. You see them all from the waist up. And every one of them has on a shirt of the high school that they went to here locally. <laughs> all of them went to like a different high school right here in the county. Like one's in Tupelo, one's Nettleton, and one's Morville, and one's Man- – no, not, not Mantachi, but Morville – one is um, what, Saltillo, and anyway, uh, they all went to different schools right here in the county. It's neat. And that's kind of what you get in most counties. It's uh, all 82 counties in Mississippi. Most of the agents are people that are from right there. It's one of the things we love about it. Hey, uh, Beaver, I haven't talked to you or anything like that since Halloween. Did you get all dressed up this year? No, I did not. I didn't okay. get to this year. Okay. Life comes at you fast, doesn't it? <laughs> well, 
I'm still just disappointed that. See, Matt, what are your take? What's your take on haunted houses? I don't mean okay. legit hauntings, but you know the put on haunted houses that you right. walk through, right? And all that. What's my take? Yeah. Um, oh, I think they're entertaining. Even as a little kid, when it should have scared me, I never, I, I never could get rid of the 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 veil of fakeness that is a a part of all haunted houses like even though they're dark and it's loud and they may jump out and make you and scare you it's really just it's funny because you know none of it's real does that make sense like i never mm -hmm. if you ever start to think it might be real then you get legit scared well i never could get there in my head does that make any sense yeah yeah you were just tough as nails from day no, one no it's not at all what i'm saying not at all what i'm saying uh what i'm saying is well, how did I word it? It's like even at a young age, you know, it's just people dressed up. Like, this is not real. So when they jump out and scare you, it may startle you, but you laugh about it as opposed to crying about it. Does that? Do you get what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> that's well, my that's, take on them. Okay. Well, that's all I wanted to do this year. I, you know, I wasn't worried about the dressing up. I just always want to go to a, a good haunted house, and I just don't know anyone around here that, shares my affinity for okay them. so i missed out again missed out again um i'm trying to think so we well heck where did we go I, I'm, I'm trying to get my date straight here state played the week of thanksgiving uh, thanksgiving the week of halloween is when state played there uh, at at Arkansas on this past Saturday, but it was the week before when we were out in Texas uh, for the A and M game out in College Station. I believe I'm I'm pretty certain that's where we were. When there were lots of different signs up and stuff for haunted houses and all, and I'll tell you what, there was another one. We were in Knoxville earlier in October, and I saw a couple of signs up there for like apparently. Big deal haunted houses. Like I'm talking major billboard purchases, thousands of dollars spent marketing these haunted houses, and it was multiple. Like, and I, I asked Neil Price, who's kind of from that area, haunted houses is a big deal up here. He, oh yeah, man. You know, you get some people get really into it. There's this one that apparently in the Knoxville area every year is such a big deal. Every high school kid in the whole area wants to go to this one particular house, and like these people make a whole year's worth of revenue in one month leading up to Halloween. So Beaver, I would just tell you, you're not the only one who really loves that stuff. Um, that's good. You like to get scared. I'll remember that. I'm going to start playing some pranks on Beaver. Y'all, he didn't even hear me right now because he's over there answering the phone, talking to somebody else. So I'm going to start playing a few pranks on Beaver around the office when I'm there and we're going to film some of it. We'll set up a hidden camera. You know what I'm saying? We're going to do that. So just watch for that. Follow me on Twitter. I'll tweet it out. At Radio Wyatt. <laughs> hey, man. I wish I had some NFL theme music. I don't have it anymore here on the uh, board. If I did, I'd hit it right now because you've got uh, a big Monday night football game that I am really looking forward to. You know, Saints off this weekend in the NFL. They didn't play. <clears throat> I got to get the Chiefs game on television. I didn't know that, that my local... Uh, I guess it was CBS affiliate was going to carry it, uh, the Chiefs game. Here in North Mississippi, the local CBS 
channel is uh, WCBI out of Columbus. And uh, it, or it might have been Fox, but I'm pretty sure it was CBS. On the guide, on my television, I'm flipping through the guide, it said it was Bears and Eagles was the game. Bears versus Eagles. So I skipped over to even go to it. I went straight to the Red Zone channel on NFL Network. I just thought at some point I'll check the score, Bears, Eagles. I flipped back over. It's the Chiefs and Vikings game. So I got to watch most of the Chiefs, Vikings. Chiefs get a big win. Uh, Matt Moore, backup quarterback in the absence of reigning MVP Patrick Mahomes. Matt Moore is doing more than expected. I'm sorry, I had to. Chiefs win 26-23. Chiefs are 6-3. They're about to get Mahomes back. Hope they do soon. Make sure he's healthy for the playoffs, that whole thing. Ravens, man. 37-20 win last night over the Patriots. Beat them by 17 in the Pats' first loss of the year. Lamar Jackson was so much fun to watch. You talk about rising to the occasion. And it was a tough atmosphere for the Pats. And their offense is not great right now. Their defense is great. And Lamar Jackson goes out, completes 70-some-odd percent of his throws, 17 of 23, throws a touchdown in the game, and rushes for 61 yards and two more TDs. The Ravens are the most balanced team in the NFL. They have thrown for 200 and run for 200 in every game so far this year. No NFL team in the history of the NFL has ever finished the year averaging 200 passing, 200 rushing. No team has ever finished the year doing that. So they got a chance. But I'm telling you all that with the Saints off. I get to watch the Chiefs play. That was fun. Outside of that, I didn't see a whole lot of stuff that I was just really interested in. It was fun to watch the Ravens win last night. You had a close game between Broncos-Browns, but without the Cowboys playing on the weekend, it was a little different for me. Since Dak Prescott has gone into the NFL, I'll admit I have become sort of a de facto Cowboys fan. There's reasons for it. The obvious, he's our guy at Mississippi State. Man, I'm just a Dak Prescott fan. Want him to win, want him to play well, want him to cash in. <laughs> Pretty soon we'll have the Dak Prescott South End Zone at Davis Wade Stadium. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want Dak to do really well. And I believe he is doing really well. But also, because of Dak Mania and the Cowboys, the last three, four years, you have uh, been able to watch every Cowboys game on local television. See, what happens is your local Fox or CBS affiliate, in this case Fox, they have the NFC, then you get Sunday night games and all that, but on the 12 o'clock noon slot for NFL football and the 3 p.m. slot, so you know middle of the day and then afternoon slots, your local television affiliate for CBS or Fox will get to actually sort of choose or be a part of a certain package depending on their proximity. So like in Jackson, you always get Saints games on the TV. You get to watch every Saints game. Well, I got news for you. If everyone is on television, it helps them to build their fan base. It makes sense. It's like the old days of radio years and years ago, before television was widespread. Yeah, I know I'm going way back, but like you go into North Mississippi. When I first moved to Mississippi, I was struck by how many Cardinals fans there are in Mississippi, and a whole bunch of them will tell you, well, the reason is my dad grew up listening to the Cardinals on radio. We could always get the Cardinals games on a radio. See, for me, and I think about it, in Alabama, I grew up a Braves fan. Die hard. Well, you know why? 
Superstation TVS. I can watch every single game on television. That's it. And so that plays a role. So the fact that you can watch every Cowboys game on local television every weekend in any time slot, it plays a role as well. So watching him, following him, it was um, or it has been fun. So we had to wait till Monday. We didn't get to watch Prescott and the Cowboys this weekend. You have to wait till tonight. Cowboys at Giants. Giants are two and six. They played once to start the year. Cowboys beat up on the Giants really, really bad. Like you know, Dak threw for a million yards and how many touchdowns and all that stuff. The Giants have looked a little better since they went to Daniel Jones, but not that much better. They're still not a very good football team, and they are one and three in their home stadium. Cowboys one and two on the road. Cowboys four and three. Had a three-game losing streak. Then beat the Eagles and starting to feel confident about themselves. When they beat the Eagles, they relied on Ezekiel Elliott to run the ball, and they just bashed him. And it opened everything up. And this three-headed monster of Prescott, Elliott, Cooper going into the uh, MetLife Stadium tonight on Monday Night Football, man, yeah, I'll take it. Let's see, do we have time? Yeah, we got time. About a minute left here in the segment. No, let's see. Uh, Gator Man, just hang on for me. The music just started. Uh, we don't get to pick and choose when we go to a break. It's a hard break, so... If you'll hang on for me, I'll come to you straight out. On the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment, Madison, and in Jackson. It's not beyond belief that Dallas could go in there and lose that game tonight. But the way Dallas dominated that same Giants team in the season opener, it'd be hard. It's a little hard to believe that the Giants will be able to win the game. But I'm going to have a good time watching it tonight on ESPN, Monday Night Football. All right, a few more of your texts and your phone calls coming up next, and we'll wrap it up in the Farm Bureau studio. Stay with me. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. All right, back on the show in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. A couple of tweets that lead into our first caller. A minute ago, 105.9 Trump on Twitter. If you all want to see him, he is at Trump105. Says, sneaky Chris Brooks somehow overtakes the great Radio Wyatt show with more nonsense. At MS Gridiron is currently on suspension from Trump. Maybe permanently. Hashtag. M1059GA. You can, you know what that stands for. Beaver, real quick, I have a theory that I know who's behind this Twitter account. Oh, we've been wondering for a while now, so tell me your thoughts. It's Jake. You think it's Jake Wimberly? Mm-hmm. And he let his guard down last week. It might have been last week or the or the week before, but it was very recent. He let his guard down. There was a tweet where it was it was from Jake on Twitter, but it was just having a little fun with Chris on something. But the wording was really, really similar to a 1059 Trump tweet. Oh, Wimberly. I think it's him. My gut huh. tells me it's him. Been trying to pull a fast one on us this whole time. Yes. That's what I think. All right. Uh, no, this is what I was going to say. Bart on the 
on my Twitter says, it says, just wondering if y'all have heard from those Gator fellers today. They've been some big talkers the past few weeks, hearing crickets the past couple of days. Here we go on the Divinity Equipment phone, Gator Man. Are you okay, Gator Man? I'm fine. I don't know who that guy's uh, talking about because I did no talking the <laughs> past couple weeks. Um, I, you know, I we've been doing it with smoke and mirrors. I mean, we got a backup two-star quarterback. That, that had no offers, had one other offer uh, running the show. And the guy we had before that, even though he was a four-star, he was clearly not as good as the two-star guy. So I don't know who's been doing all this talking, but it definitely wasn't me. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we just got beat by more talented team Saturday. I think that's all there was to it. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you got the best team money can buy, you know, it's kind of hard to – to uh, beat, and that's not just sour grapes on my end. I just, you know, <laughs> you know, as much as I do, yeah, what's that's going right. on over there. That's right. Look, um, they, but, uh, they got a lot invested so, in their recruiting. If if you and you I got that right, brother. <laughs> More than people really know. That's a fact. Um, but uh, y'all were talking about the haunted house deal, and I reminded Beeb of one that they actually had a petition going to have it closed down. It's uh, between Tennessee and Alabama, and it's called McCamey Manor. And they make you watch this uh, safety video, and they also make you fill out this questionnaire. What they do is they find out what scares you, and they use that. So in the haunted house, so it's kind of like a – um, it's kind of like Fantasy Island type deal, but a hard what if you what if you, you know write what down what if you write down like what what are you t- what is something you're terrified of? What if you write down like I'm I'm terrified of people um, forcing me to eat Popeye's chicken. Will they do that huh. if I put that on there? Yeah, apparently they'll force <laughs> you to eat Popeye's chicken because that's what what the deal is with that haunted house. And I mean, you have to pass a physical. I mean, Aww. there's all kinds. It's crazy. Yes. Really? It's called McCamey Manor. Yes. I guarantee but, uh, you, that, I extreme. guarantee you, Gator Man, with 100% certainty, I guarantee you, I could go to that haunted house, walk through it, whatever happens, happens, and not even really have an increased heart rate. I guarantee you I, I could do that. I believe you. I believe you. Because uh, if you... If you knowingly go in knowing and continuing to believe that it is what it is and it's not real, yeah. what's the point of getting upset? <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Hey, you Gator Man, I mean? uh, Gator Man, I would tell you, I, yeah, and I think they're great. They're fun. That's what it's all about. The reason you go to a haunted yeah, house, yeah. the reason you do them, it's fun. It's fun to have your heart oh, beating yeah. fast and somebody scare you. Um some people don't like it. My wife is one of those who she she will get genuinely mad if I like pop out around the corner and make her scream. Yeah. But yeah, she's she's yeah. one of these people that she's not like paranoid, but I can just like walk into a room, non-assuming. I'm not even thinking anything. I just walk in the room. And and she doesn't realize I'm there like she's got her back turned or something, and she'll turn around and see me and scream. Scream. And I'm like, I, I just, all I did is come in here to like get a drink or something, you know, and she'll scream because <laughs> she didn't know I was there. So she gets scared easily. I think that's, 
that's uh, part of it. Hey, I appreciate the call, Gator man. Thank you. All right, brother. Have a good one. You too. Yeah, I think um, I think Jake's behind 105.9 Trump. Jason on Twitter says, yeah, I remember a few hot take Bettys destroying Lamar Jackson after that playoff game last year. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Remember all that. This whole, this whole media thing, man. It it it's really and Twitter, the converging of media and Twitter. You get a lot of hot take Bettys because there's a lot of people in media who are starving for attention. That's why they're in media now. I like to think I'm not that way. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm starving for attention, too. I don't know. But I know this for sure, <laughs> whether I'm part of it or not. There are a lot of people in media that are in it because they are starving for attention. Especially the TV guys. There's some good ones, some salt-of-the-earth good ones. But, man, in that whole TV business, there's a lot of woo, messed up folks, man. Tony. Tony Joe. On the text line. Is that Tony Joe White? Do you? Hey, Beaver, do you know who Tony Joe White is? I don't think I am familiar with Look him. it up. Tony Joe White pokes out a nanny. <laughs> All right. Look it up. Tony Joe White pokes out a nanny. On, uh, and some other good songs tony joe white anyway tony joe on the text line says matt do you use farm bureau insurance yes uh my agent is adam watson he used to be here in tupelo now he's in west point and so we have auto home and life insurance uh in our family with farm bureau and that's how i got to know them how i got to know folks with the company and meet all the people. I'm really, really proud of them. I mean it. Uh, Jonathan on the text line, Gator Man, quote, if you go into it knowing it is what it is and you come out okay, it's not worth getting worked up over. Me as an MSU fan, yep. <laughs> uh, you took that with a little bit of a different um, meaning, huh? This says no one has ever completed that haunted house, has a 40-page waiver, more like a torture house. Don't look it up, six stuff. Okay. Well, if they're laying on my – see, that's what I said. Okay, I understand you got to sign a waiver. If anybody touches me, we got a problem. I'll break arms and legs and knock teeth out. I promise you. They'll have to tase me if I go into – I don't care what their reputation is. I don't care what the waiver says. If the waiver says we have a right to physically torture you, guess what? I ain't signing it. Now, if we're just talking about a regular haunted house and we go in and somebody touches me, <laughs> somebody goes a little too far with the I want to scare you thing, I'm knocking teeth out. Give me that waiver. I'll sign that one. Here we go. Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Don. You're up first. What's up, Don? Done clarified, so I guess uh, my little thing's over. I was going to give you uh, Brooksy, Wimberly, Fever, uh, Jackson, and Bo blocking for you 
against uh, Fletcher Cox, Dante Hightower, Chris Young. I mean, uh, I guarantee your heart rate would go up. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, again, I, that's one of those where, you know, unless they're putting a gun to my head, that's a, no, that's a non-starter right there. Non-starter. Well, you clarified by the no-contact rule. I so said uh, the no-contact rule. Look, buddy, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to think of all those guys. Like, Roger, I think, could physically block somebody. That's it. I didn't put Roger in there for that reason. Well, because <laughs> he could do it. The rest of them, I wouldn't depend on any of those guys you mentioned. Chris, at least Chris has a few muscles. But, like, Bo... And these others, and I wouldn't depend on them to. They couldn't block anything, nothing. So I, I, I would get, run behind Bieber if I had to. <laughs> on your way, if, if it was on your way into a, a haunted house, as much as he loves them, you could get right in behind Bieber and he'd plow, a, you know, a row. But that's about it. Appreciate the call, Don. Thank you. There ain't nothing scarier than a six foot five guy running in a two hundred and eighty running a four four forty. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine? Can you imagine Chris Jones chasing you? Chris Jones, I, you know, I went to a Chiefs game a couple of years ago in Atlanta, and Chris Jones is literally the largest human being on the field. He's bigger than all of them, and in some cases, more athletic than half of them. It's just incredible, those guys. All right, good one to finish on, Don. Thanks for the call, DJ. Sorry, we ran out of time. Get me back tomorrow. And for all your texts and tweets and all that stuff, thanks as well. We'll do it again tomorrow in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. See ya. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.